Welcome to the Dog Days of Summer, pop culture fans, and, of course, to another episode of Quality Check Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Posey, and joining me across the internet is Drew Douglas. It's July, uh, what is it, the 13th? The thir- yeah, middle uh, middle of the month, basically. It's the middle of the month, but we are doing our August pop culture picks. We're doing it Ooh. super early. Because we got to start banking some episodes for when my child comes. It's it's countdown. getting close. Oh man, it's countdown city. Any moment. You, you, uh, and I don't know if you want to talk about this on the podcast, but you had a little bit of uh, on the edge of your seat moment that happened a few nights ago, right? We've had two moments. Uh, now, granted, this is the first one, so I think anything, anything that is a little off kilter, we go into. Oh my gosh, is it happening now? <laughs> So I, I would say, you know, we had a routine or my wife had a routine doctor's visit Monday and I don't, I think she's coming around the due date, which is next week, but who knows? It could be at any given moment. So we're going to do this early. So I feel like because we're recording early, mm-hmm. I, I'm guessing I left some things off this list. But you mentioned August being a little tricky to kind of nab. Oh, very tough. Really? I ended up with the, I'm calling the pop culture trifecta. I got music, I have TV, and I have a movie. Ooh. What do you have locked and loaded this month? It's the same for me. It's funny that you said that because I'm like, it's a rare moment that I've got all three. But I think maybe since August ended up being the most challenging month to find stuff across the board for me. Um, It was weird because it was like a month I was off, a month I was on, a month I was off, and then September will be a month that's on. I uh, just, man, I'm just having a tough time, did have a tough time with August across the board because we've got things coming out, but I can't say that I'm like loving it. Like I'm not in love with a lot of the things there are some things that I'm excited for, but I'm just not hitting on all cylinders, like especially the month of July. Um, it's just, man, July just such a packed, in my opinion, just so stacked overall. I, I would argue, again, the greatest month of pop culture stuff we've ever had. Now, do you think last, so last month, July, first time ever, you and I had the exact same picks. Out of order, but the exact same picks. Is there any chance that it's the same thing this month? No. Actually, I know... There's a zero zero percent chance. I can't speak again. Zero oh. percent chance that that's happened. Yeah, I, I I know after last month, I'm not going to say that we're going to have completely different things this month, but it will be really close. There might be one overlap, and yeah, that's that's what I was going to say too. And and there's that one overlap um, is might be a little little bit of a surprise, but oh yeah, it's. Uh, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but I was thinking of it. I'm like, I bet you anything you you mark this down. And um, yeah. And I'll I tell you. Like there's an obvious overlap, but. I'll tell you at the, the end of this what I think it is. It's not, I don't think it's going to be too obvious. Do you, did you want to do your number three right now? Or do you want me to go first? Uh, sure. Yeah, I can go first. So my number three is a bit of a wild card, but it is a wild card because I found something but I haven't watched much outside of a teaser. And I hesitate because the 
title sounds interesting, the synopsis sounds interesting, and the fact who's backing it or who's behind it uh, is someone that we've often talked about of, of supporting very creative and innovative stories. And that is coming to us from FX, and it will be on Hulu. And that is going to be the TV show. This is my TV pick, A Murder at the End of the World, coming out um, at the end of August, uh, which will be August 29th. I don't know a whole lot about it other than Emma Corrin stars as Darby, a young amateur detective who's been invited to an exclusive remote retreat by reclusive billionaires. And the trip takes a dark turn when one of the eight other guests is found murdered. And Darby is putting her sleuthing skills and hacking prowess to use uh, to end up catching this person. The title sounds really interesting to me, A Murder at the End of the World. Originally, I had totally discarded this. And the more I thought about it, this sounds really interesting because we got, obviously, um, the uh, latest Glass Onion film at the end of last year, but I feel like we haven't received anything kind of like this since that, like a, a nice little mystery. I'm not talking about Mission Impossible like espionage. I'm talking about like a whodunit, a murder mystery type thing. And also it, it seems to merge that Glass Onion with with FX being behind it, I'm like, this could be good. This this could be like a surprise, surprisingly good story. Um, but I don't know a lot about it. I've just seen like a quick 20-second tease. You know how FX releases those short teasers and you don't really know what it's about. Um, it looks interesting. I feel like the yeah. whole, there's kind of an emphasis on the hacking skills or prowess of Darby, the main character in this. Um, I feel like it could be like, um, the girl with the dragon tattoo meets um, the glass onion or, or uh, uh, knives out stories. So that, here's to hoping, but that's my wild card pick. Never even heard of it, but FX, they do good stuff. Yeah, and that's that's why I'm hoping. I'm got my fingers crossed that this could be a true shot in the dark uh, that I never expected to have on my list. But I went down that rabbit hole of trying to find some interesting things, something that I truly will be watching or listening to or reading um, rather than trying to pick something random. But uh, that's my TV pick of the month. It's got Clive Owen in it, who mm -hmm. I don't think I've seen him since he was in the uh, Apple adaptation of Stephen King's Lisey's Story. Oh, that's right. Which I did you ever see that? I watched. Man, I don't think there was a ton of episodes. I think I did three episodes and have not gone back to it. Yeah, I need to, but something about it, I was, n I was not captured enough to just like dive back into it. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't started that. I want to, but uh, man, I'll tell you that book. Um, I know it's regarded as one of the best Stephen King stories, but not... Um, he loves it, man. It's like his favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I kind of get into Ooh, it. I'm currently wrapping up. I'm in the final stages of The Talisman. And mm. I'm... It's... it. You know, there's, there's elements that have captured my imagination and my interest, but as a whole, man, this is not what I'm... And I know he co-wrote this. This is a, yeah. something he, he wrote with someone else, kind of a trade back and forth. But this is not one of my favorite Stephen Kings. And I am 
Sad, I mean, I hate to say it. This is one of those where I'm trying to just wrap it up. Oh, let's get it. Cause I want to move on to something. I, I like, I want to, I don't know. I, I want to reread Salem's lot. There's, there's a, a, obviously a massive stack of steam, Stephen King. I need to get into, but man, I'm struggling with this one. And then I, I think this is the one that, the Duffer Brothers, aren't they the ones interested in doing an adaptation for Netflix of The Talisman? Yeah. Man, I think there's there's pieces of, the, uh, of this, if you kept it six episodes, like you could maybe crank out a decent adaptation, but good Lord, I am just, I'm struggling with this one. I hate to say that. I hate to say that with a King project. Well, and that's where, same way with Lisey's story, it was just not... I, I love a lot of concepts. I think it was, if it were shorter, tighter, there are certain uh, haunting elements of that story, but I just wasn't captured like some of his other stories. You know what's great in uh, looking ahead to September, we do get a new Stephen King book. It's funny you say that because I, I was like, oh, when is that coming out? Holly's story. And yeah. I'm like, oh, dang it, September. It's going to be great. I know we, I mean, I love Holly as a character. I love that he's stuck with this character. And from little snippets that I, I've picked up on, this sounds like it could be a little, like a, a spooky, ghoulish tale. So in for it. Because I expected more of just like an, inve- you know, investigation mystery, but mm-hmm. this might get into some dark territory, which I'm I'm on board with. I'm here for it um, too. So let's just, we don't even need to do our picks. Let's just talk about Stephen King. Oh, it'll be the Stephen. Let's talk about him for. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll just hijack it, August and then turn into Stephen, Stephen King September. I, I was going to say, you know, if there wasn't 90,000 Stephen King podcasts, we we could just do that, you know, yeah. go over movies and books and stuff. But no one wants to hear that, right? <laughs> it's been done to death. Um, but it doesn't stop us from, you know, casually talking about him. So my numero three, I'm, I'm, I, did I say numero three? Numero three. <laughs> I feel like my mouth, my tongue is large today. I feel, is that a bad sign? Is that a sign that I... No, that happens to me pretty much every single episode, just not this I one. feel like my tongue is maybe just a half size larger and I can't speak. You're like the Grinch, but instead of your heart, it's, it's your my tongue. It's my tongue, and uh, I just hope it's nothing, it's nothing deadly. Anyway, I'm going <laughs> to knock the music right out the gate because music oh. music stinks you know it's hard to talk about it can be yeah this comes out august 18th it's the new album from hosier called unreal unearth and it's his third album i'm pretty sure his second album made my list when that came back in 2019 um there's been four songs released so far i think most of them are really good the last one released is amazing I've been listening to that one at least once a day. It's got me hooked. Um, I That's all I got to say. I love this guy for the most part. Um, his first album is, I think, front to back incredible. The last album had, I hate to use the word filler, but it was a long album. It had a lot of tracks, and there's mm. bound to be ones that you skip, and you know that I hate a long album. And that's the red flag with this one. 16 tracks, I'm guessing an hour long. I can't stand that. I can't stand that. But <laughs> yeah. if we can get a solid, I don't know, 10 songs out of the 16 that are really great, then I'll be 
I'll be okay. So far, so good with the uh, four that's been released. Well, it's funny that you say that because that is my number two pick. Oh, my God. Seriously? Yep, I was uh, guessing that was my prediction that we would end up overlapping with this. Wow. I, uh, I knew that he was releasing some new music. We talked about that earlier in the year. And I thought, all right, I this past weekend, I was out walking, went on went on a nice little jaunt, a little little hike. And I decided, let's uh, uh, let's listen to some new music. I um, had popped on someone who I just discovered pretty recently, um, Freya Writings, and I love her most recent album released in April. Totally blew that. But I'm not blowing this one because I'm, I've got his Unreal Unearth because mm-hmm. uh, the first two songs uh, were okay that were released on this album. I should say they go in order on the album. But the third song that has been released on this album, which is song number 10, it's All Things End. I'm addicted to listening to this song. Ooh. I, so have you heard the new one, Unknown Inth? I have. And that's... God, that one's that one's so good. Yeah, it, it's good. It's good. Um, the first two, I thought they were okay. I was like, um, I'm like, this, this is this is interesting. I'm I'm on board to hear where we go with him. Uh, where you know, in terms of the direction he takes with this album. But man, once all things end, I was I was hooked. I was on board, and because I played these chronologically, how they're on uh, Apple Music, and I just let it play from there. And then when all things end, no joke, as soon as it ended, I I replayed it immediately. And then it went right into Unknown Nth. And that was another solid song right after it. And I'm like, I'm that sold me. Like the All Things End song sold me right away. But then I get to the next one, Unknown Nth. And I thought, okay, this has now been bumped up, not just to be my number three pick, because this was going to be my wild card pick. I bumped it up to number two because I'm more excited for it after hearing these two songs. And yeah, I just, I, I think that he has an incredible, unique voice and sound. And mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see what he does with this new album. Yeah, with Unknown, it was, I mean, it's a pretty bare song. There's not a lot to it, but the guitar, his guitar sounds so good. And yeah. his voice is incredible. Like near the end, the last like minute of that song is great, and I agree. All things end is awesome. I was a little soft on uh, Francesca, Francesca, yeah, and then eat, eat, uh, eat your young, which are among the four that he's released. But those have grown on me so much, especially listening because he dropped an EP last month, and it just has these four tracks. And listening to just those in order, man, it's it's good. He also said something interesting, which is. You know, these songs that have been released, they're not necessarily a representation of what you're going to hear in the album. Mm. So I don't know what to expect necessarily. But, man, when this guy writes a good song, it's one that, I mean, I go back to his debut all the time. It's one of my favorites. Um, And I initially, I know I've said this before, I think probably when his last album came out was... You know, he releases Take Me to Church, and that's that was a massive song. It still is, a, I would say, his biggest song. Yeah. It probably always will be. But I always kind of dismissed him as like this, uh, he's like this one-hit wonder guy, like he's doing new music, but he's never hit that level again, which is fine. But his music, every 
his music is still great is the point I'm saying. Like this guy is so talented that uh, I easily dismissed him, but then, you know, listened to that first album in full. I was like, no, this guy can like write some great music. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I felt the same way. And then after kind of doing a little bit of a deep dive, um, I thought he's, he's someone that I'm really interested to see as he grows in his career, he could end up being quite the force to be reckoned with in terms of songwriting and just his, like the, the sound, uh, just so, so interesting. And to go from on this new album from song to song, you can tell that there's been an, so much change and difference between the songs where it just makes me even more intrigued to hear the full album whenever it comes out, which we don't have long to wait. No, not long. And now he did say he wrote this during the pandemic, which I'm like, I hope we don't get a bunch of mopey, oh. you know, tired COVID lyrics about isolation and stuff like that. So <laughs> yeah. who knows what we're going to get? That's, a, that's a, another red flag. But man, this guy, fantastic, fantastic stuff. So that's awesome. That's your number two. That makes me happy. Mm-hmm. We never do that. I don't think we've ever, I don't think we've ever had the same music pick. Now, did uh, did Matchbox? Because that was oh, uh, um, did you have that? No, I don't think I did. I will say too, we, we've kind of discussed that. I like that album. I haven't spent a massive amount of time post release with that. There's that yeah. one track you and I talked about where. I've listened to that a hundred times, but as a whole, I haven't gone back to that a ton. Mm-hmm. But I still liked what I heard. You know, it is what it is. It's Matchbox. I'm just maybe not in a Matchbox mood right now. Yeah, I go, I go in and out. I'm now, uh, like I said, I went down a deep dive, and that was the other funny thing. This deep dive that I did uh, recently of kind of exploring new music, and then I came to this album. Uh, Hosier's album and I started listening uh, to it and I'm like yeah so far I'm not like super impressed I mean I like it I don't like hate it by any means but then as it went along I just with each song it seemed that my interest was building and building and so I found that to be super interesting something that hasn't happened honestly um, I can't say ever but if I mean it's been a while since that's happened all right well my number two is the one that I initially would have guessed that you and I had linked up on. And it's something we talked about a few episodes ago. It's uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Ooh. Mayhem, which hits theaters on August 2nd. Again, another, uh, oh, no, this is the first August 2nd release, I should say. <laughs> oh. um, anyway, I grew up a Turtles fan. It's been a part of my life for nearly 40 years, which is absolutely insane. I'm still a fan. And this looks like it could be, I think, one of the best interpretations of mm-hmm. these characters that we've ever seen. I love the animation style. It's just unique, and it it is... Uh, the, the imperfectness of it looks beautiful. It's just amazing to look at. Very high expectations. Uh, Seth Rogen is among the writers on this. He helped get this vision on screen. So very high expectations that it's this will be awesome. Uh, so I saw an interview that was released earlier, and I've not been able to watch it, but it's got the entire cast and Seth Rogen talking about this. And I'm really excited to hear that, like hear what he has to say about it. 
uh, because now we've got Seth Rogen living in the animation world of voicing for Super Mario Brothers, and then this is his uh, second animation. I can't say it's like, because we've received platonic from Seth Rogen in between, uh, which is the Apple TV uh, show or limited TV show, which I need to start, by the way. Yeah, good show. Uh, but as far as TMNT, Mutant Mayhem, this was going to be my number three pick. And I bumped it because of the FX show. And the more I started kind of digging into what that show would be about, I'm like, oh, man, this this could be, like, really unique. Give some nice thriller, like, weird vibes going into September. So, uh, so yeah. Um, so that is, I will say... It was close, but I bumped it from my list because I am very excited to see what happens with it. We'll have a lot to talk about when that comes out because you and I, were, as we've kind of gone into a little bit, big fans of this growing up. And you and I both have Donatello as our number one. Heck yeah. And then you're going you're gonna to have to take uh, your newborn to go see this in a theater. And nothing like bringing a two-week-old to uh, <laughs> the theater, a packed theater, and just let her cry. It's just hey, there are cry rooms in some theaters. Can I still see the movie while that's happening? Yeah, mm. that'd be kind they've, of fun. Yeah, they've got it in. Um, I remember in Tulsa, whenever I lived there, there's a, a theater. Didn't go there very much, but a Regal. It was a Regal. Mm, um, a Regal. It, yeah, so they. Um, it's uh, it's in Broken Arrow, which is like a suburb of of Tulsa. Um, but it's, uh, it's a war and broken arrow. Anyways, in there, they've got a, uh, uh, grand infinity screen. They've got two of those. And in the bottom, uh, on the base, like the first floor, there, there are two cry rooms where you can go and you can watch the movie. There's a glass pane. It's like an interrogation room. You can watch the glass pane, but it's soundproof. So you could have a little kid <laughs> in there balling. a good place to like have a murder or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're just like pounding on it, and you're like, ah! Actually, that would make for a great Scream movie. They need to incorporate that in the next Scream. Uh, but, they, I mean, you can go in there, you can hear the movie, you can see the movie through this glass pane, but no one can hear you. The more I say that, the more I feel like that is a stage for a great Scream uh, slashing. I mean, is it dark? Is it dark uh, in there? I think so. Because how do you hide? How do you hide light so it doesn't interfere? I think it's at the back of the room, but oh, in the yeah, back, it's okay. in the, like at, at the exit or entrance. I bet it's. I bet it's dimly lit. Pro I think I don't know because I haven't. I mean, I went. I whenever I saw them, I'm like, oh, what's this? And so I walked. I'm like, oh, this is cool. But um, yeah, I don't. I've never gotten up in the middle of a movie to go out to see what's going on. But um, that is actually really cool theater, by the way. Like I said, it's a regal. Um, so speaking of movies, my number one pick is a movie. And this could be, I don't know, man, this could be really bad or it could be like a fun one. This is, you could say, the origins of Count Dracula coming to the U.S. And this is The Last Voyage of the Demeter coming out on August 11th. Where's your interest with this movie, if any? What's the scale? Is it like a zero to five? Um, what do you want to use? Yeah. I don't know yeah. why it matters, but I need to know. I'm just curious. Whatever you... it is, it's non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. Does uh, this have any like actors in it that I know? See, that's the big thing. Uh, because no. 
Um, oh, good lord. Yeah. Not that and, that matters, but I mean, what's you know Corey Hawkins thing? though, right? What's this thing called again? The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Now, Corey Hawk- Hawkins was in the um I can't remember. I think you were out of watching the Walking Dead at the time that his character yeah, came out. I, I know who that is. Yeah. yeah but yeah. so Corey's been in a lot of things. He's in the in Heights, name. straight out of Compton, Kong's Six Underground. Gone. You know, he's Six, in, yeah. in the Heights. That's Last right. Clan's been Kong. Um, uh yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's also another actor who he's most well known as Davos Seaworth from Game of Thrones, Liam Cunningham, and he is going to be in this movie. Um, this is uh, coming from Andre uh, Overdol, and that's mm-hmm. the director from Troll Hunter, uh, The Autopsy of Jane Doe, uh, a few other like spooky movies. Scary, he did scary stories to tell in the dark. That's right. That's I for, I forgot about that. So which I'll always remember because that's the movie that I my wife and I went to, and then I came home, had this all planned out, and uh, that night I asked her to marry me. So I'll always Ooh. look back fondly on that movie. Well, maybe this you can add to the list now. Um, but this is... This is <laughs> what would I do, though? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe <laughs> I have no clue. Like, what would be the next step? We already got that done. Uh, baby's on the way, so can't. it's not like we can do something with that. I surprised her with, like, a puppy or yeah, something. Yeah, that'd be, yeah, a, a, a surprise to that nature. Um, or surprise date night. Or something. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, this is based on the uh, Bram Stoker's chapter, The Captain's Log in Dracula. So literally the chapter, mm. a chapter. Sounds like Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I don't, something about this could, to me, I feel like could be, um, could be a lot of fun. Uh, but this is, uh, yet again, something that I don't think we're ever going to get that dark universe. Um, I think that's forever gone. But this is a universal movie. And, man, I just... Something about being... Uh, at, at the time that it's coming out, it's August 11th. Um, having that at the like middle of August is going to get me more pumped for the fall and the fall scary movie season. Um but yeah, I uh, I I'm I'm excited for it. I but my excitement's like very uh, level. Like I don't. I, it's not very high. I'm just trying to rein that in a little bit because um, I'm I'm hoping for a nice little surprise with this movie. So is it modern? Is it set in modern times? No. Yeah. Oh this is yeah. This Oof. is like a throwback story. Yeah. This is uh, happening that would technically be what you would come to see is like the Transylvania, the coming to America um, that's happening in, let's see here. I don't know if it's actually, if it says, but based on the Stoker classic nine or 1897 novels. So um, see the story set aboard the Russian Demeter, which was uh, chartered to carry private cargo, 24 unmarked wooden crates. Um, so I don't know, like the I don't see like an actual date, but this is like a throwback, like history piece or or, or historical piece, if you will, Ooh. a time period. It's, so it's, that's another thing that gets me more amped. It's crazy that production ended literally two years ago. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean you I, could this, say that pandemic issues, but 
true. And that that's the other thing. Like, I don't know, because we got that with Cabin in the Woods, where that was shelved. Uh, and that was a fun movie. Uh, let me. But, oh yeah, yeah, it's fun. I'm going to say the last act of that. I'm I've never been a huge fan. True. Of the final like big reveal of why it's happening. Plus, Whedon just sucks ass. But we won't get into that. We won't get into that. Well, I hate to say it, I don't have any interest in that. <laughs> yeah, I know, and that's that's kind of another wild card. That's going to be. A, I bet this is oh, going to be terrible. But man, I just like I said, I'm. It's. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm worried. Like I said, it could be really bad, or it could be a fun little sleep. I mean, if you're looking, listen. If you're looking forward to something, I hope it turns out good. You yeah. know, we're not. I'm not here to dog yeah. on anything. I just, <laughs> so I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I'll, I'll watch the trailer when we're done, and then I'll, I'll share some official thoughts at some point down the line. <laughs> well, my number one uh, is taking me back to i'm going to try to say this word because i struggle with it i can't speak in general i've noticed <laughs> well that's normally my problem especially in the intro of the show well yeah, yeah you're you can you can struggle sometimes but for some reason i'm just like really unable to speak lately uh on these podcasts it's a lack we're, of sleep that you're getting well no i'm getting plenty of sleep right now <laughs> i'm just soaking it in until this kid comes <laughs> rural rural i don't I can't say that. Rural, Oklahoma. <laughs> Heading back there one last time because this is the final season of Reservation Dogs Woo. comes out. This is what I meant to say. This comes out August 2nd on Hulu, the same day as TMNT Mutant Mayhem. So August 2nd is going to be a heck of a day. Um, we haven't talked too much about this show on the podcast, but it is honestly one of the best shows I would say most people mm. are not watching. Very I well haven't. acted. You haven't. You're a bad boy. Yeah. I've wanted but this to. Is, it's so good. And now this is the final season. It's the perfect time for you to just binge it when it wraps up. Well acted. Really well, well wit. Good gosh. <laughs> well written. Um, I love the look of the show. It just It's just among, I think, you know, the great FX slash Hulu shows like The Bear, Dave, Atlanta, Etc. Etc. Uh, great show. So if you haven't ever seen Reservation Dogs, catch up before August second when the new season starts. I'm actually rewatching season one right now, and I'm having I'm having a blast. See, I almost I almost picked this as well, and I'm like, yeah, but I I because I need to see it. I need to I you know I need to go and and uh, catch up on this, but. There aren't a lot of episodes, and it's not like it's eight seasons deep or anything like that, but I've no, heard nothing no, but no. rave reviews about this. Season one's eight episodes, season two is ten, and then this is final ten, and I watched the trailer for this, and then at the end it tells you it's the final season. I'm like, gosh, that stinks, <laughs> but at least they're ending it. Uh, I would assume it's going to end on a high note if it's like seasons one and two, and it, it'll be a good easy show to rewatch. It's just so much fun. Mm. It's so much fun. It's, it's nice to see people different than you get, get, uh, you know, get the spotlight a little bit. Yeah. It's well, great. especially something like this, it seems like this, uh, show overall, um, is like, it's just a story that's so different. The one thing that I was surprised that you like this because 
I was really curious of Taika's involvement. Like, does it feel really Taika? That was my concern going into it. Cause I, you know, you hear his name and you, you have expectations of right. what he's done, at least with like, you know, Thor. I expected something like that. And it's not like that. Okay. There, there's a lot of really good dramatic moments and Taika can do dramatic and silly in the same thing. Mm-hmm. I just feel like for, especially after Love and Thunder, I'm just expecting just pure insanity and wackiness yeah. and not being able to rein yourself in. But this is not one of those things. It's really, like, he helped create it. I don't, I don't know his involvement in it necessarily, you know, from episode one on. Like, I don't, I don't know how much involvement he has had in this series other than helping create it. But um, the guy in charge of this th- thing is, he does a really good job. Yeah, I'm looking now. He so Taika co-wrote episode one, and he has not written anything since. Hmm. And the and the main guy in charge of this, and I hope I'm saying his name right, Sterling Harjo, who uh, writes a lot of these and he directs a lot of these. Um, but man, this show is this show is good. I need to start it. I, I, I've been very interested in this, and it, like I said, it's been on my watch list for quite some time. You know, as, as much as August kind of sucks, there wasn't a, a big, you know, a large amount of stuff to choose from. I think all three of mine I'm really, really excited for. I think I really nailed my list. You got two, you got two wild cards on there that could, could, yeah. could be a stinker. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I have faith in FX, but man, this Universal movie, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, nervous. Were you going to see that in theaters, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I hope so. That's where the Unlimited Pass will come into play. Ooh. I think that's that that's Ooh. something that the, it is perfect for a movie like that. Um, <laughs> right? Yeah. I think there so. are movies, yeah, I mean, if this is that movie for you, then yes, this would not be one of those for me. Oh, but again, I haven't seen the trailer, so maybe I'm talking out of my rectum. Um, I just... I'm not... Yeah. I like vampires, but this is... Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I hear vampire, and it doesn't necessarily... Register. It's not like, oh, crap, what's this new vampire story, you know? I just... It's not a... I don't know. I mean, I like I, this... Just give me Salem's Lot. Why are we not releasing that? I know. But that that's WB. WB, they're going through oh, stuff. that's true. Yeah, they got issues. So, yeah. I mean, I just Googled Salem's Lot movie, and there's literally no, even just like recent news about what, you know, when this could come out. <laughs> that makes me sad. Just dump it on Max Ooh. in October. Make me happy. That would make me happy. Even if it sucks, yeah, just that, let me watch it. Um, hey, at least, at least we're getting this going into the spooky season. We also haven't gotten the trailer for the new um, Exorcist movie by David. Yeah, Gordon. come on, I'm guys. About that one. We're we're starting to get like promotional images though, so it's got to be close. It is getting close. Got to be close. They usually start about three months out, and we're we're inching toward that mark. Well, that does it for me, and uh, I think we're just gonna have to hit pause on this uh, episode and say until next time. Keep watching.